comfortable. Make sure you have close to the mic. All right. Can you hear me like that? You're not a noob to this. You've already been in studio. Why? Well, yeah. I mean, I've done like, I'll, hey, I was on the radio before. <laughs> but I, like, to be fair, I was mostly just doing ads. Like I was never doing like a live show or anything mm -hmm. or like a show in general. What, like, okay. What kind of ad and what kind of radio voice? It depends on the ad. Let's say it's Led Zeppelin at the Investors Group Field. Okay. Are you ready to get the lead out? Get ready, Led Zeppelin at the Investors Group Field, August 21st at 7 p.m. Get ready to get the lead out. I think we, we can start now. Uh, Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Podcast Abstractable. Today, I have... Omar El Minster. Wait! <laughs> yeah! No! Knew you were not. I was waiting for you to say my last name. <laughs> Come on, dude. You've got El Mazzini. Okay. See? Close enough. Yeah, that's that's pretty El good, Mazzini. actually. Come on. I'm not a dumbass. <laughs> You'd be surprised. Oh, like, even like, uh, like Arab speakers. Right. Like, they fuck up my name so hard. Am I allowed Why? to say fuck? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You could, you can cuss, man. This, okay. this is... This is freeform. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I guess I, I know. I know. Like you, if if you, your experience is from the radio station, they don't allow cussing and stuff like that, right? Yeah. They only. Fun fact: they only allow it after. I think it was either ten or eleven p.m. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And when I asked for the reason, apparently it's like this law where uh like uh songs with explicit CRTC, the Canadian uh. What is it? Radio Telecommunications Council, the regulation body uh, of the government. Yeah. They don't allow cussing and stuff. They don't the allow, like, cussing or, like, songs with explicit material until, like, 10 or 11 p.m. Mm. And the reason behind that is because, like, when radio was, like, the only thing available and, like, there was no TV or whatever, like, that's when they de they decided, oh, that's when children are going to be asleep. Interesting. So it's going to be okay for, like... Like, now, I think it was probably 11. Yeah, now... Yeah, I think I do remember 11. Or, at the, you know... At the, at something the, like that. Worst case scenario, midnight. Yeah, but like, children are going to be... what time that stops? Is it, like, 3 a.m.? 4 a.m.? <sighs> I think it was something around, like, 4 or 5. Uh, I don't have... I have no idea who, like, came up with these hours. <laughs> yeah, then did a couple of ads, stayed there for a year, then... But the... When you say stay there for a year, you, you don't really leave, right? It's not well, like I mean, you I, can't I, go back. Oh, no. Like, I, I still can't go back. I still have the key to, um, the, like, the, the station. Mm, really? I don't... Yeah. I was never granted access. Yeah, they, they gave me access just because, like, I told them, yeah, like, some, I, like, I used to live on campus then. Yeah. So, I told them, yeah, sometimes I'm, it, it can be, like, 11, 11, a, 11 p.m. or 12 a.m. And I am free. I have nothing to do. And there's this app that I need to finish, so I'll just come. Just give me access to it. Yeah, that's pretty chill. Yeah, it's they were pretty cool about it. I'll work on getting that done. What do you think? When do when do you think the campus is gonna open up? Ooh, that's a very good question. I was okay. I, I wanted to ask you like how have you, how have you actually been though? Because we haven't actually talked for like how long? Uh, oh, about more than a year now. Is it like an actual conversation? Yeah, we. Probably run into each other a few times, but... Oh, yeah, like, I see you all, all the time, but we haven't had an actual conversation since I was in Isaac. Yeah, those were, <laughs> those were interesting times. 
back then. Interesting right? is a very interesting word. Yeah. But how have you actually been? What 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 have you been up to? Because uh, you don't write for that magazine that you... No, not anymore. Mm -hmm. Well, um, the past year has actually been very uh, different, yeah. I would say. Yeah. Uh, a lot of ups and downs, mostly downs. Uh, yeah. I can empathize. Believe me. Yeah, it was... Like School stuff or just a professional life stuff? Well, it all started with like last summer when like got diagnosed with depression yeah yeah that that was that's when like things started going south yeah i um, you, you don't have to talk about it if you, no, if you don't feel no. comfortable but it's okay. I, I actually have uh things also similar to what you're saying happened pretty much right after last winter okay yeah starting yeah, and, in the spring and that is like actually one of the reasons that i'm now more comfortable talking about it mm. Because now I've realized that happens to almost everyone. Yeah. But we just don't like talking about it. I don't know why. Like, There's this stigma, right? Yeah. Like, are we embarrassed to talk about it? Are we just scared that people are going to judge us or feel sorry for us? I don't know. Like, if I had cancer or anything, I wouldn't be ashamed of saying, oh, I, I have cancer, guys. Just... And it's okay. Like, I'm, like, being treated. Hopefully, I'll get well soon. It's definitely affecting my life. It's the same thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I guess it's, it's the problem people have with that is fear. It's the idea that this thing that affects the mind is something that's intangible, right? And they get scared. So, at least subconsciously, they get scared. And then when they see someone who is, you know admits that he they may or may not have it this thing that they don't understand and they're afraid of becomes the embodiment of that person and then that person starts becoming a sort of an other but but yeah yeah it's this is every time i think about 2020 how much of a motherfucker it is sometimes <laughs> I just, sometimes i just wonder i just wonder how much of this is actually just 2019 taking revenge on us because uh... again covid 19 Hey, it's COVID-19. It started in 2019. Oh, it did? Of course it started in 2019. I had no idea. <laughs> it's like 2019 just saying, get back here. Like, I didn't start hearing about it till 2020. Like, most most other people. No. Like, we, when I was still in uh, Wuhan. We were, we were watching the news, but we weren't too worried about it because yeah. everyone was saying, hey, it's just this just thing in that's in China. Wuhan, yeah. And then, you know, roll around all the way to March. Boom. It's <laughs> chaos. Surprise, everywhere. motherfuckers. But. Yeah, 2020 has started very interestingly. Like um, It's not even, it's like halfway done and and things just get weirder and weirder. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And like right now, I swear to God, whatever happens, I'm not surprised anymore. I'm just like, I think I've gotten kind of immune <laughs> To whatever bullshit is happening in the world, and some of it is only be really we only are privy to it because we're just stuck on our phones now. Oh yeah, stuck on our phones, stuck on our computers, and we don't. We we've, we've, sometimes we've. I feel like we sort of we've kind of forgotten how to just be. I'm okay. I'm sorry, Twitter. I just I'm just wondering. Am I wearing the headphones right? I feel what? I'm wearing them inverted. Is it left right? I. Do you think? You're hearing one side more than the other. Well, yeah, no, like, I'm just trying to 
figure out which one is right, which one is left. I mean, it's right there. Oh shit! Yeah, I was wearing. <laughs> yeah, I'm a I'm a dummy. I was wearing it wrong. <laughs> oh, that's... my voice is supposed to come in on the left. left yeah, and yours is supposed to come in on the right. Yeah, I just saw that. Like we both had the wire on the same side. I was like, that's not right. That's okay. That's fine. I'm just like used to headphones where like the wire is on the left. My bad. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't know if these are distinctly uh, different compared to the other ones, but but I usually never pay attention because most of the times when I'm using these, when I'm not like monitoring directly through the wire, I'm using them with Bluetooth. So okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm mostly used to um the quarter the headphones that I'm used to that I've been like like Skull Candy has it on the left. Um. I hate Skull Candies, man. Kay. I hate Skull Candies. Okay. such a bad brand. Go, okay. go on. Can we talk about Skull Candies? Yes. Because it used to be amazing. Like, back in, like, I don't know, 2015 or something, uh-huh. the Hesh 2. Yeah. Or the Crusher. Right. It was the best at the time. Really? Oh, yeah. Like, I've had a... Okay. For the price category. Oh, right? yeah. Like, the, the quality was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um... Like, I think I bought, okay, I bought a Hesh 2 when I was in, like, ninth grade or something. And it was still in perfect shape four years after, and then it broke. Which, by the way... Suddenly? Oh, um, yeah, it just started falling apart. But just like a background story, you need to know that no headphones have ever lasted with me for more than, like, three or four months. I'm... I need something that is very durable. Cause that is fascinating. Oh, like wow. headphones do not last with me. Um, I've had these, the ones that are beside the table, uh, for oh. about six years. Though, what are these? These are razors. Okay. These I got them. These are basically my first real purchase of headphones. They're not. They're not good for monitoring. They're only good for like bass heavy music. And stuff. Okay. Um, but. But I've had those since uh, before I came to Canada. Oh, wow. And I've had them still. That's amazing. No, yeah, I would... I've had to touch them up a bit. I got uh, ear, 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 ear pieces that... Because they ended up getting torn. Mm-hmm. Because I lended them out to a friend. Shout out to Tomila. You ruined them. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I got new pieces to reattach them to the ears. And now they're basically normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But... Skullcandy. My issue with Skullcandy goes even way back than that. Oh. All the way back in 2011, I think. I think uh, Whoa. a cousin of mine. We were kind of doing this weird thing where we were like trying to beat each other on who can get the best pair of headphones for the amount of money that we, we could spend. Been there, done that. And I was, I was that asshole that was like, these $80 headphones still beat your Beats Pro. At the time, probably was accurate because the Beats were just plastic oh can we and expensive please don't get me started on beats because i hate them i hate beats so much shout out to beats by dre <laughs> sponsor us <laughs> <laughs> highly doubt that's gonna happen now Nah, doubt it but, uh... no for real okay so when i first came to canada i got these um so like i bought my my laptop it was a macbook mm-hmm. and uh, Apple had this offer, like student offer, where if you bought a MacBook, you would get a pair of free head, free, uh, uh, a pair of free uh, Beats. Right. It was a solo, a solo three. Yes, mm-hmm. it was a solo three. 
and I shit you not. Did you break? I was wearing them. Uh-huh. Just wearing them. Not e- like not even holding them. And then you know how like headphones are like are tight on your ears? Yeah, especially the on-ear ones. Yeah. And then suddenly I felt that like the left piece just like was not as tight anymore. It broke. So I take it off and like right from over here, like from right um from like right up up from um the height adjustment mm-hmm. area and it just snapped. And while you were wearing it, well you weren't putting any any pressure on it, no. Not strain, at all. Not just on my ear. That's so strange. Um and then like it was just a month after. Maybe not even maybe like three weeks after. So I like I had a, a one year warranty for it. Uh, so I go I go to um first of all I go like I try to call a couple of um certified people to fix it. I don't know. Yeah. They all say you should go to Apple. So I do go to Apple and Polo Park and they tell me that the warranty does not cover physical damage. And I'm like, bitch, please. What the fuck does that even mean? How does the warranty not cover physical damage? Then what no else idea. would it cover? That is so fucking I have strange. no idea. And so I was like, okay, so can I get it fixed? Because I was like, I don't know if it's gonna co- if it's gonna cost me like, I don't know, thirty, forty dollars. Sure. Uh. <laughs> how much did it end up costing? I asked the guy like, how much would it cost like for you guys to fix it? And I remember the number very clearly. Mm-hmm. Like a hundred and sixty nine. And the, like the headphones new were for like three hundred and fifty. Fine, so that's like fifty percent of the original yes. price. But still, wait, these are Beats solos. Yes, that's that's insane. I know, and like I was so pissed at the time because don't get me wrong, like the sound quality, it was amazing. But not for the price, though. That's not the for the price, like, like. <clears throat> You can get, you can spend half the amount of money and get way better headphones. Exactly. That don't burst your eardrums by being so bass heavy. Exactly. Most and that, people, that... most people, uh, most people think that a good headphones have a, you know. You want to adjust that? Um. Yeah. All right. Let's pause for a moment. There we go. Yeah. Does that sound good? I mean, I'll find out when 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 when, post when you edit it. Oh yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> I have a whole, I have a whole, uh, basically a production. Pipeline. Oh, so like, how does it go? Um, so first you record, or like, how do how do you prep for it? Okay, so I've I've been doing this for more than a year, but oh, I shit. took a, like a big big break, right? Mm-hmm. But I only recently sat down to actually figure out how I'm gonna. I know I know this kind of sounds bad on my end. I probably should have thought about this earlier. But at the same time, there it might have taken me this long to actually for it to digest in my brain and figure out exactly how to move forward the issue i was running into last year was that initially i initially started doing this podcast with the intention of not editing oh okay you do the whole segment and then just and, post up, it. and then just upload it yeah yeah i realized that just wasn't great for quality purposes yeah. right you can probably get away with that if um you're doing video because with video someone someone has context to, to what, why, yeah. if there's a pause, you know, if mm-hmm. there's any other weird sound, it's cool, right? Yeah. But if it's just audio, it's not the same. No, yeah. Yeah. You, no, I get you. You want to edit that to make it more clean. So 
the issue I ran into was that once I started editing, I hadn't gotten used to uh, my voice mm-hmm. and all the quirks that happened during the during the recording process. Right, mm-hmm. it was just bringing me down. So it took me a long time to actually get to to get, adjust to it, do the whole thing, and that probably ended up uh, affecting me in terms of how much I had motivation to do book more guests and stuff like that. Yeah. But even then, once I started doing this uh, uh, back again uh, very recently, um, I figured out, okay, even if I'm going to, I basically have to get over that that huddle. There's another hurdle. <laughs> huddle. Huddle hurdle. Wow. <laughs> um, once I got over that hurdle, there is a separate hurdle of actually logistics of time. Oh. If I have to drop the one episode every week, then I need to have a set amount of time that I, I can allocate. I can't spend all I can't have my entire week and just you know, that doesn't been that's that just doesn't build a discipline at all. Yeah. No, I completely get you. So I decided to institute what I call the ten hour rule. Oh. An episode will basically and should only take about ten hours max. Two, Two hours for prep. Okay. Two hours max for recording. Okay. And then whatever the recording amount is usually three times the amount when it comes to editing. Mm-hmm. So if it's max two hours for recording times three, that's another six hours of post-production. Yeah. All the way to upload. So that's a total of 10 hours. Mm-hmm. And that's the amount I have to keep at to maintain this discipline and be able to schedule myself correctly. Okay. So Ooh, I love that rule. So... So that's what I basically am doing moving forward. Mm-hmm. It's not exa- I'm not exactly perfect at it. I'm not exactly great at ad- adhering to, to that rule, but at least I have a rule now in mind. Yeah. I even put it up on that board over there. Oh, really? But, yeah, it's, yeah. Love that. But this is the only way I see, it's the only way that I can see myself moving forward. It's a way to make it more systematic. Exactly. Just, yeah, and like, I've come to realize that if you do things just like, Oh, know, really, without really? planning it, uh, that it works it, for like I don't know a week or two, and then it falls apart. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like I cannot even begin on how many things I've fallen apart on doing just because I was not disciplined enough. Like what? Oh my god. Okay. Um, one of the questions that I really don't like people asking me is, "How long have you been playing guitar?" Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Okay, because I first started when I was like what seven or eight i don't know when like tried learning for a month then quit and then kept doing that like four or five more times and then there was a huge gap for like a couple of years and then i just i think i was like 15 maybe when i decided okay i want to get back to it so picked up my old guitar very dusty but it was pretty durable actually and then decided that i'm gonna just like teach myself go online to learn did that for a couple of months and then stopped again so you're afraid of telling someone you've been doing it for years while you actually have exactly because like i have been doing it for years you haven't been doing it consistently exactly which really if like right now i would say i'm adequate Mm -hmm. but i would not say i'm a good guitar player like i'm still trying to find a discipline to learn but it's not easy man it's not easy I mean, whenever you're, you're, you're building a skill, you, there's this idea of the 10,000-hour rule. What's that? The, the idea that you have to to be what you consider a pro, like a master level, or at the peak of your, your ability, 
you need to dump something like ten thousand hours into 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 building a uh, whatever skill it is, whether it's whether it's guitar playing, whether it's piano, whether it's uh, learning a new language, singing, I, uh, yeah, anything. Because without putting in that time, uh, you're just not gonna get to where you would have hoped to get to when you started off. Yeah, and it also like what really like I'm pretty sure that if I do ten thousand hours. But there are like huge gaps between of them. They're not going to be effective. Yeah, I guess there's some aspect of it. Uh, there's some aspect of uh, consistency, right? Yeah. Oh, uh, do you read any books? Well, so I had a period of my life when I was getting really into reading. Mm-hmm. But then, like I mentioned, um, starting last summer of last year, I started losing all of my good habits. <laughs> Actually, started losing all my habits in general. Right now, I'm. <laughs> trying to rebuild myself again mm-hmm. now like the thing i'm most focused on is rebuilding the habit of studying oh just because last year i i has <laughs> been so bad academically for me i i i i totally get it i i know where you're coming from so studying is such a such a it's such a grind when you don't actually feel motivated to actually do it yeah so like right now what i decided that i'm gonna do like everyone has been asking me like are you gonna be taking summer classes i said like nope not happening the same same thing with me this this summer i'm not doing any class what i decided i'm pushing my graduation oh really oh yeah i'm like yeah (laughs) graduation can wait at this point i need to like really like just take a fucking breather yeah you know what i decided to do what i just decided that to get more into the habit without actually being so stressed about it, I went on edX. I don't know if you probably EDX, know. yes, EDX. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm starting marketing. Mm-hmm. So I decided that I grabbed like a free marketing course, and I decided, okay, I'm not, I'm not gonna take it as seriously as like a real class because right. I'm not, like being, I'm yeah. not paying for it, I'm not being graded on it, but I think it's gonna be a good way for me to get back into the habit of studying like really slowly. Like I'm doing just one class at my own pace, which is not a great idea, but I, like I need to put a um, more of a schedule for myself. Mm-hmm. It has been helping. Obviously, the progress is slow. Yeah, but better than nothing. The I, the problem with school is that when you're doing school, you're already told what the 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 source of reinforcement you're supposed to have is your grades. Mm-hmm. The problem is this stressful endeavor that you're undertaking. That can you know increase anxiety, feelings of you know just being helpless. Yeah, doing that and then having your grades have to reflect on whether you did good or not is just sometimes it's just too far away, and sometimes very consequential, right? You don't know how good you did up until you got your grade, and your grade might have been bad, and then yeah, that just kills your motivation. Oh, and so okay. so when you're doing sorry no, no, let me sorry this. go ahead but when you're doing something that's purely on your own on edx or on google digital garage which i was gonna just recommend to you mm-hmm. they have a google certification course for marketing but uh if you're doing that just by yourself your reinforcement criteria changes the reinforcement criteria isn't your grade is just am i enjoying it and just keep doing that and that is what should build a I think that's what helps build a uh, learning and your, and your motivation to learn is that you have to enjoy the process, right? Yeah, no, for sure. And some of us just, we just drop into school and then we haven't learned to enjoy the process of learning. And we're already told that reinforcement criteria isn't the process of learning. It's the grades that come after. But you know, 
I feel that enjoying learning is important. Yeah. But it's not enough. To some extent, yes. Um, because like I'm gonna be completely honest over here. That class I'm taking on EDX, mm-hmm. I did like a couple of classes. I really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But again, kind of because I do not have like a system or a schedule for myself, kind of lost the habit. So like trying to get back to it again. Yeah. I'm just saying enjoying it is important, but not enough in the sense of if you're not. You still need to build a discipline around it to get to the end goal. You still need something to keep pushing you when you're not feeling like doing it. I see. Like, for example, like one of the most common things that I see, um, like something like going to the gym. Mm -hmm. So I've seen people who are like, they go to the gym every day for years. They have like a habit of exercising. But then one day they'll be like, yeah, I'm just feeling tired today. It's okay. I'll like, I go to the gym every day. One day won't hurt. Mm. And then they go to the gym the next day. But then a week later, they relapse back into that. Exactly. They just keep falling out of the habit very slowly. And it's so easy to lose the habit of doing something good. It's unbelievably easy. And it's so annoying to me because I don't know, like I, I used to be one of those people who had to like run every day. Mm-hmm. I at one point I was doing like ten kilometers. Wow, I used to run, but nowhere near that far. Like ten kilometers was like my high score, and believe it or not, at one point in my life I was in perfect shape. Like I know that won't mean a lot to people no, who I are listening, you, I but we... <laughs> kind of chubby over here. <laughs> They'll probably see you in the photo. Oh, yeah. True that. <laughs> We're going to take a photo. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, I, my question is, what made you drop out of running every day? So it all started in 2017. So I, I'm Egyptian, so mm. lived all my life over there. And to anyone who does not know how the Egyptian system of education works. So basically, you have 12 years of school. 11 of them are worthless, basically. I'm not even kidding. Your senior year of high school <laughs> is the most important and the, is only, the important only important thing. Important and if you, it's the thing that determines not what kind of university you'll be able to go to. What kind but, of studies you can do. Exactly. So I don't know if someone wants to like, I don't know, study medicine, become a doctor. And oh, by the way, it's also curved and the curve changes every year. It's okay. bad, bro. So Right now, the curve for medicine, it sometimes it goes to like 99, 100, 101%. So imagine... We're talking about high school kids, by the way, right? Oh, yes. Like... That kind of pressure to put on kids, man. I I, I don't fucking trust 22-year-olds. How was, you know, how, what the hell is a 16-year-old supposed to do? Exactly. Like, that was my problem with um that year. Also, do you know how, like, like regular years of school, whether it's middle, high school, whatever... Mm-hmm. You know how it's like one term, then you're done. You've already had your finals for that term. Then you have your second term. You have your finals for that term. It's not how it works um, for that year. Mm-hmm. That year in Egypt, it's one obscenely long year. It's like 10 months. It's just one large semester. And you have to, I don't know, remember everything from the first day till the last day. Of that year. Of that year. And... And then you have these mock exams that do before you... The mock exams are happen all the time. These are like preps for the national yeah. examination, right? But, oh, yeah, that's exactly how it goes. 
and there is no like classwork. There's nothing. The finals are worth a hundred percent. It's just the finals. It's just the finals. The just whole the finals. year is condensed to that one exam. Yes. So the whole year is just preparing That's for that insane. one. Insane. And I was at the like I was doing all, um, those mock exams every month, and I was I was getting terrible grades. I was just like I was losing my shit mm -hmm. just because like I knew if I keep like that like I was studying so hard. I was studying like never before. Mm -hmm. I was doing my more than my best, and I was getting less than adequate results. So that has created a lot of pressure on me. I started. I stopped doing everything. I stopped running. Oh, I no. stopped playing guitar. Oh, no. I like. I gave my phone to my parents and like took one of those like old Nokia phones. How did they feel? Well, they were like they knew I was pressured. Mm -hmm. They knew I was. I was dying. Were they sympathetic to your struggle? They were very sympathetic, but again, sometimes. They also felt pressured. Right. Sometimes they'd be like, because they're what like, the there's nothing else our, our son can do. This is his only path. Right? Exactly. And like they were, and by the way, that year it's expensive. That year, I'm pretty sure we spent like about 20,000 pounds, which is, by the way, not, not, yeah, yeah, Egyptian pounds. Yeah, Egyptian pounds. If you like convert them to Canadian, it's not that much. But in the Egyptian economy is much different. Oh yeah. So it makes sense for so that. So twenty thousand pounds for just one year, that's that's not cheap. Yeah. So they were spending a lot of money. Mm -hmm. They saw that I was doing a lot of effort, but they saw no results. So naturally, they got pressured as well. They got frustrated which made me even more frustrated. So I just, I, I'm not kidding. For like six or seven months, I had no interaction with, with the outside world. Wow. I, I, I'm, I'm not kidding. Once I finished, once I was done with that year, I, like, I went to my friends and I was like, I don't remember how to live anymore. Like I went back to the magazine and because like I had taken a break for a year yeah. and I could not write a single word. Just like... I was like, I now had all this time and I was like, okay, what am I supposed to do now? What you do I had to le basically learn stuff from scratch? Exactly. I had to learn how to live again, which was very frustrating. <laughs> that was the first time I actually lost all of my habits. So it begs the question, then what, what is the point? If, if school is going to do that to you, I wonder, you know, like I get that you had to go through that, but it, be it begs the, uh, you know, like this uh, thought experiment. What if you didn't have to do that and, you know, just stuck to your craft, whether it be writing for that magazine and just progress in that field? Where would you have reached by now? Well, if I had not done that, mm. it would have probably been very, very hard for me to come here to Canada. Branch out. I'm going to be completely honest over here. Egypt is not, not a great. good country to live in. It's a it's an amazing country to visit. There, I think there's very few countries in the continent really that yeah you could not say that yeah in the continent in the area like Africa the Middle East in general it's not great mm. so and ever since I was really really young I realized that I don't want to live here and now more than ever I've realized that 
if I was still in Egypt, it would have been problematic for me because now I, a lot of changes have happened to my life mm-hmm. that would not have been suited for Egypt. For Egypt would have not been accepted over there. So I had a, lo- a lot of cultural cultural uh, rigidity and stuff like that, right? Yeah, a lot of. Let's just say. Arabs in general and Egyptians in specific, those are the ones that I'm going to talk the most about. I, like, you understand. Like, you have Arab blood in you. Oh, yeah. Okay, let's, <laughs> let's hey, just... Uh, two episodes ago, I was ranting about racism in the Arab world. Oh, yeah. Because, because not many, not enough people hear about that, but go on. Oh, here's go the thing. On. Not a lot of people know that there's, like, even in the Arab world, they say, oh, we don't have racism in the Arab world. Yet they still do it. They don't even realize. Yeah, exactly. But, your uh, your 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 struggles, your culture. Let's just issues. put it like that. What if someone goes to like an Arab country mm-hmm. where it's like predominantly Muslims, mm-hmm. and they say, "Okay, I don't want to be Muslim anymore." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough one. Yep. <laughs> what, what what what's the word? Apostasy. What's that? Apostasy is the is the sin of rejecting your religion, isn't it? I don't know the but, word for it in yeah. English, to be honest. But yeah, you you if you're uh, if you're if you're uh, someone who basically leaves a faith, you better hope you're you're surrounded by people who are uh, how do I say this, open-minded. Yeah, and Maybe. unfortunately, there's not a lot receptive of, to that. I don't know, but yeah, there's not a lot of there's not many people like that in Egypt, unfortunately, until this day. Very few people, actually, like two people in Egypt, know mm-hmm. that I'm not Muslim anymore. And there's a lot where that came from, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Uh, am I making you uncomfortable right now? No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm worried about you. I mean, it's, it's your story. You, you, you choose what you want to put onto this podcast. So. Oh, like oh. don't, no, don't worry. Like, not like I'm not gonna send this to any of my parents or anything. Oh, I. It's up to you, really. This is mostly like for the people in Canada. Oh, yeah. If any of you know my parents, please don't rat me out. <laughs> yeah, so, so, sometimes you have to you have to like uh, compartmentalize what kind of information you do send to your family members, just oh, because yeah. you know the kind of people that they are, and not not to say that they're bad. Oh, or they're evil, not bad people. But they just will, given everything, given their way of life and what in their environment, it it will be a lot of work to get them to understand where yeah. you're coming from. It's it's sad, but it is what it is. And I just had to live. I just have to adapt and to understand how life works, basically, and work with what I have. So, yeah, my parents know nothing about that. Um, they still think I'm Muslim. Are you a single child? No, I have a, I have a little sister. Mm. Uh, but I cannot tell her that either. Mm. Like, the only people in Egypt who know are, like, my two best friends. They know that, like, I'm not saying that, oh, like, I hate Islam or, like, I'm, I just hate the religion. I'm just saying, I was brought up Muslim, but now I just don't know. Like, I'm not saying I'm an atheist. I'm just agnostic in the sense of, I'm very confused. You're, you're not as bought in as you might have once been. I definitely know. I'm not Muslim. I don't identify as Muslim anymore. Mm. Not practicing yep. anything. I just don't know what I believe in anymore. And it is frustrating for me, but... I'm pretty sure that to my family members, it would be more than frustrating. Oh no, it would be. It's hard to understand. It's, it's, very, it's very hard to like make people who don't understand, understand what we're talking about. Yeah. It's only people who have actually experienced it mm-hmm. or know 
Like, I still identify as Muslim. I know what you're talking about, though. But I also know the kind of people that they are. And w- if I ever once came to my family and told them, hey, I'm not Muslim. Oh, bro. I know the kind of rea- I feel like I do know the kind of reaction. Now, I'm not saying that I, I am going to do that or that is me. That is not me. But at the same time, I do know the kind of people they are and the kind of environment that exists back home. You kind of have a sense of how they would react. Yeah. And again... Like, a lot of people, especially here in North America, might not understand this. This is not saying that they're bad people, but this is the way they were brought up. This is the culture that they've had all their lives. This is the... This is everything to them. Exactly. It's everything. This is their life life. to them. Yeah. So, and I'm not just like some random stranger. I'm their son. And it's so easy because of the kind of news that that would be to them. It would be so easy for them to try to rationalize it as, oh, he went, he went to Canada and now he's done this. Exactly, and of course, you know, which is not exactly not how it works. Not exactly how the human mind works, really. Because I, I know for a fact that even if I had not been in Egypt, even I'm sorry, even if I had not been in Canada, if I was not able to travel, if I was still in Egypt, it would have been the same. Actually, the first time I made a decision that if it does not make sense to me, I am just going to start stop identifying as Muslim. Mm-hmm. I was in Egypt at the time. Yeah. A lot of the times they think, oh, you were you were A and now you're B only when you when you went to cross Canada, the border or something, right? Well, now that you don't realize well, if you're that person, then that the seeds of that existed within you way beforehand. Yeah. Michael, I want to I ask you about uh, your writing gig for that magazine. Mm-hmm. How did you even start with that? Okay, that that's a fun story. Yeah. So, going back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Were you paid at all, first of all? <laughs> Were you no, paid? No. Is, okay, okay. Go on. And to justify, it was a startup. Uh-huh. So. Of course. Yep, okay. Startups, always, uh, you know. Hey. Oh, you, have, you have the potential to grow into this role. But you have to work for free. Okay, to be fair. Okay, I'll get back to that yeah, later, yeah, yeah. please. Yeah, yeah, go for the founder of the magazine, please don't kill me. I love you. <laughs> uh, for real. No, I love her so much. She's like one of my hugest inspirations. Okay. Um, so it started out, um, I started getting more into like online magazine reading. Mm-hmm. And um, one day I decided, okay, I should try that out. Like, why not? So I wrote an article. Um, so bad. It was terrible. Like after I looked at at it, like a couple of years later, I was like, "Holy shit, what's that?" Um, but at the time, I did not know. I thought it was like the greatest piece of writing ever made. So I sent it to a couple of online magazines, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Hey guys!" So you just wrote an article before you even decided what magazine to send it to. Oh yeah, I just wanted to write. Okay. So. I wrote it and I sent it to a couple of magazines. Some of them rejected it. Some of them did not even bother responding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? I don't care if no one is going to publish my stuff. I'm just going to publish it on my own. Question. Uh, the rejections, at least they decided to respond to you. Yeah. What did they say? Oh, what was they the feedback? Just, uh, the feedback was just like, um, we actually I don't remember. It was a long time ago. I think it was just something in the lines of um, we don't need writers now or um, 
Um, so nothing specific. You just need to like develop your writings a little bit more. Okay. Yeah, like it was nothing too specific. Right. Uh, they just were polite enough about it, just saying, "Oh, like we don't want you," mm -hmm. in a polite way. Mm -hmm. So I actually appreciated that. So I was like, you know what? If no one's gonna publish them, then why should I have to wait for anyone to uh, approve of my articles? I'm just gonna start a blog. So I went on WordPress, sponsored this guy, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I created um, created a blog. I found this really cool logo online and I contacted the guy who made that logo and I was like, hey, I'm starting I'm starting a blog. Is it okay if I use that logo? He's like, go ahead. So he was really nice about it. Interesting. Oh yeah. Um the I, <laughs> the blog was called Semi Ridiculous Topics. That's a good title. I'm not gonna lie. Thank you. <laughs> Semi ridiculous topics. It was just like I wanted to talk about stuff that were not too serious. Like, it was not, like, a news magazine or anything. And then, look, fast forward a little bit. One of the right, one of my favorite writers at one of the magazines that um, I applied for but did not get back to me, mm -hmm. she, saw, she saw my blog. Mm -hmm. And she was like, here, you should grab this, like, contact this email and see where it goes. Sweet. This is like one of the biggest online magazines in Egypt. I talk to them. I write for them. Like, I think they publish like two of my articles, but we had like some disagreements. Fast forward a little bit. A problem happens. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I should, like how much details do you want? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> you can you can you can give as much information as you're comfortable. Okay. I sent them an article, and then. They stopped responding to me for like three days. Huh. So I was like, yeah, they're not gonna, they're not, they're sick of me. They don't like my articles, but they're just too embarrassed to talk. It's fine. I'll go back to my, to my blog. And then the next day I see an article on their Facebook and I think, holy, this is my article. And they assigned it to someone else. It was not my exact words, but it was the exact same topic with the exact same stuff that I wrote about. And what made me very suspicious is because my first article that they published, they reworded like, I don't know, 80% of it. Like I saw the article and it, it had my name on it. What the fuck? I know. It had my name on it, but I was like, I did not write most of these are not my These are not my words. Yeah. Like I wrote, like I wrecked, like maybe I, the idea, the, the idea article, was mine, but the nope. article and its, you know, its structure and its flow wasn't... Exactly. Like, I compared both articles after, and they were very similar, but not the same. You, you feel like calling out this article on here? <laughs> no, you feel like calling out this this uh, magazine on this podcast? Uh, I don't know. Should I? I, I mean, mean hey, you're probably not going to listen to it. I mean, who... You're on the other half of the world. There's always a thing of six degrees of freedom. Sorry, six degrees of separation. Six degrees of separation. You never know who... There, there's like usually you know you, you, do you know what I'm talking about though? No, I have no idea. I know the song, but I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> it's actually six, a really good song. You should it, listen to it. I may probably have heard about it. Okay. Uh, six degrees of separation is the idea that for any given person in the world, there's usually five people between them. Yeah. B between four and six people in between them. Okay. 
So you can you if you know the right person to contact, you can get to Obama within six steps. I mean, I do know for for a fact that one of my friends is two steps away uh-huh. from Rihanna. There you go. So I'm. Th- Does that mean I'm? And three- then and then Rihanna is one step away from Obama. Does that mean I'm Probably. three steps away from Rihanna? Yes. Sorry. Damn. Okay. <laughs> you just have to, you know, find a good reason to get. It. <laughs> but let's go back to what you were saying. The magazine. Yeah. So, the, like, I saw this um, new article and it had like my exact same ideas. Mm-hmm. So I got pissed. I contacted my best friend and showed him the article and showed him my article as well. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "It's the same thing." I just wanted to double check, you know. That I'm like not being paranoid or anything, so I decide. I, I like I was pissed, but my my friend was way more pissed than I was. So he's like, "You should you should expose them. Like they're not responding to you. They po- they just like they some plagiarism. Exactly. They just adjusted your article and posted like published it with somebody else's name. So." What happened is my friends and I decided to expose them. I put put like because my my article was already published on my blog, so there you go. I put the link for it. All my friends just like went on a rage on their comments section. Uh huh. But turns out that I'm just gonna put like a random date. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like I don't know uh, what day is it today, June twenty sixth, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So it was June 26th, the year before. They were just republishing an article. They contacted me. and They were like, you had a similar article. Oh, fuck. Yes. So technically, <laughs> you're sort of the ones who, you're sort of the guy who unintentionally plagiarized? Like, does it count as plagiarism? It's not because you. It's it doesn't. It sort of doesn't count because you didn't know. I like. I had never seen that article before. That is so strange. I know. So I was then told that there is a slight possibility that they might have changed the date. That this is possible, uh-huh. but I have no idea. I cannot confirm that. So, wow. Yeah, but uh-huh. it, like I was so ashamed that they. And then they emailed me back. Uh-huh. And they were like, we cannot believe that you thought that about us. Uh, we're, oh yeah. It they was... were disappointed? Yep. And then? And then, of course, I was like, oh, I, I just wanted to die. And then, and then, and then the founder of the magazine were called Going Deep Online Magazine. Go check it out. GoingDeepMag.com. Going deep. it's, it's in English, right? Yeah, it's in English. It's an Egyptian magazine, but it's in English. It's really cool. The founder... Like saw it, saw all the what happened. Mm-hmm. She went and read my articles. Mm-hmm. She liked it, and she was like, "Want to come write for us?" I was like, "Hell yeah!" It's either that or going back to my blog where like twenty people read what I used to write. So mm-hmm. it was like a startup. That's why we were not getting paid. It was very new. The amount of money that was paid by the founder, for, like, to build a magazine and stuff, was way more than what she got back. So of course we were not getting paid. And I like I I don't know if they they are getting paid now or not, but by the time I left, we were not. Is it as big as uh, it has it like grown? It has then? grown, not still not as big as uh, the other one, right? Because that one has like I don't know how I think it was since two thousand and twelve or something. Going deep has been there since December two thousand and seventeen. 
no, December 2016. Sorry, 16. Yeah. Huh. So it's not an it's not a new magazine, but it's not old either. But of course, they're still not making so much money. No. Ad revenue and stuff like that isn't growing. Nope. Like. You. I. I guess. I guess is. I guess there's like so much. I really loved that magazine, and I cried so hard when I left. But what do was what was the reason for leaving? For leaving, um, so like the time difference was like seven or eight hours, mm. and that was again you last summer. You had to work summer. on their time, right? Yes, and again that was last summer mm-hmm. when I was just like losing all my habits. Mm. I was not able to write anything, and I felt that I was just like a burden on the magazine. I was just considered as a member, considered as a writer, but I'm not writing anything. Yeah. So it just made me feel bad. But then again, you weren't getting paid, so it was I was not-, not getting paid. But at the same time, like if I commit to something, like you want to actually be. Yeah. Like here's the thing. Like if they say just like uh, do it at your own pace or whatever, or like come volunteer whenever you have time, that's different. But when they say, okay, we do have a schedule and we want you to stick to it, are you going to be able to do that? And I say yes then I've committed to something. Whether or not I'm getting paid, that's a whole other story. But yeah, that's why I was like, I can't do this anymore. <sighs> Sometimes I feel I want to go back and write, but I don't know, trying to focus on like other stuff now. Yeah, I guess you you have to go, go back and focus on the basics. Yeah. School, get your life back in order. Because mm-hmm. Exactly. At the end of the day, your school is pretty much your only reason for technically being here, being here in, exactly. in the eyes of the government, right? Yeah, and I I really love my time at the magazine. I wanted to give it everything. And again, like I said, the founder of that magazine is one of the reasons that I'm studying marketing. Mm. She's been a huge inspiration to me. Uh, like, Are you I, friendly with her? Pardon me? Are you friendly with oh, her? Very. Like, I aspire to be like her. Yeah, like did you I, have contact, you know, had you have a rapport with because you could always even if you left, you you could always build up your skill set and then go back and Well, yeah, no. be an asset to them. If I like I know that until this day, if I ever like get back into the habit and I ask her to go back, like we're still friends until this day. We still talk. She's one of the very few people that I'm still friendly with back in Egypt. Right. Yeah, so like I know that if I ever get back into the habit again, I know that she would love like she would love to have me back, I guess. Not because I'm like like an exceptional and, and writer. Then next, and then this time you'd be like, pay me. <laughs> I want a salary. I want to be a staff writer. Who doesn't? No, but for real, like, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> uh, if you ever wanted to go back. Yeah, not because like I'm an exceptional writer or anything. Just because I've spent two years over there. At one point, I was an editor for the magazine. Um, oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Sometimes I used to handle the website. Just like the ed- back end of the website. Yeah, just like editing other people's articles, scheduling what articles get posted when, get published when, that sort of stuff. That's a lot, man. It was, and I loved it. I seriously loved it. And if I was offered payment, I don't think I was ever going to leave. Like, yeah, I mean, you uh, as long as there's a, a path for upward progression, mm-hmm. I think uh, there would be. It would be a good gig to get to get in, right? Yeah, no, I I loved it, and I have explored so many paths before because of it. Time in the magazine has opened so many opportunities for me. What about radio? What about it? 
Did you do anything else with the radio? No. So I thought about having my own show. Yeah. But I just didn't want to do something unless I was 100% sure that I'm going to be able to commit to it. I see. So like doing ads, I just show up whenever I have time. Ads is like, hey, we want an ad. Oh, I can do that. Yeah. I have to every time. Cool. Exactly. Or they like if there's something like urgent or anything, they contact me and they're like, hey, are you free to come do this? So I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. But with a show. There's a commitment. There's, there's a commitment. You're promising other people stuff. Exactly. And I. There's a promise to your audience, right? Exactly. And I don't want to make any promises that I cannot keep. And that is the main reason I did not ask for a show. They actually asked me multiple times if I want to have my own show. Yeah, I went to the station. I looked at all the openings for a show. There's a lot of openings. I was thinking about it, but my issue with doing a show at the station on campus was that I may have to give up some freedom. What do you mean? You know, stuff like what kind of topics we can cover. Okay. What kind of, you know, like cussing and stuff like that. I want to have the freedom to do that and yeah. not have anyone need to have oversight over me. Okay, that I get that. So I, there could always be an opportunity for me to do a show separate. Mm -hmm. Just do like that's, two separate that's things. That's on yeah. That's on the station, right? Mm -hmm. But this, I don't want anyone else to have control over any of this. Yeah, you just want complete creative uh, freedom. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. So can I ask, like, where do you hope to get with the podcast? Like, what do you, what's like your kind of progression line that you want? I want to get to a place where, I mean, I feel like, I feel like uh, the art of conversation is kind of getting lost with people. Social media and shit. It's not oh, yeah. Great. Oh, yes. I, Maybe people, are, you know, they live a bit too much on their phones. I hate social media so much. So there's always that aspect to it. It's a bit highfalutin you know, abstract thought, mm -hmm. right? but it would serve as an avenue for me to get in touch with people, mm -hmm. networking. Also, I just want to meet new people and discover stuff that I would not be privy to, you mm -hmm. know? I mean, I've started this with just with the closest friends around me, Yeah. but obviously I'm going to expand mm -hmm. from that when the time comes. Yeah. A bit difficult given Corona and all. Well, yeah. I don't know how exactly I'm going to invite a total stranger to come to my home. Like studio a, a lot of sanitization it's it's, uh, it's actually um but one of the things i was thinking of actually is using is kind of why i joined the station anyway given all the things i said about not wanting to do my podcast under the station mm -hmm. i could still use the station facilities to record with a, with, a, with a stranger they have really good facilities over there. so yeah so if it would be a professor it would be you know anyone mm -hmm. who's who i'm just not who's who wouldn't be comfortable coming here mm-hmm we, I would be able to say, okay, fine. We can meet at this designated location at a radio station yeah. where you might be might feel more comfortable in speaking whatever we're going to be talking about. And uh, we can record there and then I can still upload it on my own. Yeah, and just like edit it. Yeah. Got to wait until campus opens first, though. Uh, yeah, it, that won't be this year, I guess. I mean, oh, classes okay. have moved online but it, uh, at the uh, for the fall semester, but I don't know what that means for everything else on campus, the businesses and stuff, I, I have a feeling they will reopen. Well, what I know for a fact, because I work with Bison Sports, mm -hmm. the sports season for fall has been canceled. Outright. Completely. Like, uh, what they told us, uh, like, because I do promos with the sports team, they told us that the farthest we know is that 
fall season has been canceled. So you're not going to like what we know so far is that you're not going to be working until winter. Will I be working in winter? No idea. Is winter going to be on? Is it going to be canceled? They still don't know. With wave two? Who knows? There could be a second wave and then that could also get canceled. It's yeah, it's very tricky. But as much as we know, fall season has been canceled, which makes me think that I know that the bookstore is going to be opening soon. Really? Yeah. Oh, they think they posted it on their Instagram or something like that. They're either open now or they're opening pretty soon. The, the bookstore attracts a lot of traffic. So if the bookstore is feeling comfortable with opening, I think, I guess it sort of differs. Like the only thing that's open. Um, the pharmacy and the bookstore. The pharmacy, and the the pharma- bookstore. pharmacy, I think, is currently open. It is currently open. And the bookstore, it's open only for pickup. So like, oh, yeah. Oh, so you don't actually go in. You don't go in. You just uh, you just to, like call the. You you order it through the you, through the windows. Right? Yeah, but but now like I know that they're opening it to like go in. I see. I see. I'm not sure about everything else though. Yeah, I hope the radio station opens up because I do want to have a place where I can call a guest if they are. Yo, imagine. Okay, one hypothetical. You know, also who says this is ever going to happen? One uh, one. Uh, Imagine a uh, future, a politician that has the ambitions of becoming prime minister who's from Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. If I want to interview, if I want to talk to them or interview them, yeah. how am I going to call them to my, you know? Your apartment might not be the best. Exactly, right? So <laughs> I want to have a space that, that's somewhat conducive to, uh, to a professional, what do you call it? Professional, um, I'm losing my words here. Uh, I, I feel you, it happens. <laughs> me all the time but but yeah i think you, i, I think get what you mean yeah no yeah i mean like getting like a friend or something over here that's totally fine uh even better than university actually but yeah you might want to do in like a so, more of a professional setting like some big some of the big uh, podcasters kind of started out that way well yeah they called people to their homes right but at the same time they kind of the reason they were able to do that was because they got they reached a certain threshold of just how big they were. Mm-hmm. So they were, even if this person was a total stranger, there is a level of security that comes with knowing someone is this huge. Yeah. Things can't go so wrong, right? Yeah. Even if it's still in their home. Exactly. Like, here's the thing. Like, if I was invited for a podcast by a complete stranger out of his apartment, I'd be like, uh, maybe not. Yeah. But if I was invited by, I uh, don't know, like Mark Kevin Jackson, have you heard of, have you heard his podcast, uh, The Good Place, The Podcast? The Good Place, The Podcast, no. Have you seen The Good Place, The Show? Yes. Such a great show. Yes. it's Love it. it. It's funny. It's so funny and also it's, wholesome at the same time, even though it's not exactly for kids. Oh, absolutely. But I but love this show, show because, yeah. oh, they have a whole ass podcast. It's so good. Is it just about the episodes? Well, the so, show? okay. So they started with like season one. They, they do some, they do their episodes about like specific episodes from the show and they like bring writers, uh, actors, directors, yeah, director, cast and crew, okay. stuff like that. Sometimes they have some specials where they just, I don't know, talk about random stuff. There is actually a two part special of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, so they branch out. It's not They're, just about the good place. It's most like ninety-five percent about the good place, right? But within the episode itself, they start talking about 
other stuff as oh, well. Oh, okay, yeah. I mean, that, that's that makes sense. It's fine if you go if you go on a tangent and just talk about exactly. Else. It's just how the conversation flows, you know. It's a really good podcast. It's the only podcast I've ever listened to. Really? Oh wow. <laughs> Well, that has to change. You need to subscribe to Podcast Abstractable. <laughs> Send me the link, bro. Send me the link. You're invited to the to the to the Instagram. Exactly. Oh, the only people that are that get followed by the Instagram are the people who are gonna be making an appearance on the show at some point. Woo-hoo! You're on the VIP list, son. Um, I hear that, bitches. We're <laughs> 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 uh, not really bitches. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, you gotta you 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 gotta say that these days. Uh, PC culture and all that. You yeah, know, yeah. You, don't, you don't want to get canceled. Oh, um, nope. I wanted to ask you about your photography, photography stuff. So how's that been going for you? Well, uh, this is not actually the first time I've um, been doing photography. Mm-hmm. So when I first got my camera, which is the same camera, by the way, it was like 2013 or something or 2014. I was like, yeah, who's like the next big photographer now? I was just taking photos on auto. I was literally just pressing the button. <laughs> And then one day I tried going into manual and it was just very new to me, very hard, but I just started experimenting and I really liked the outcome of the photos, but then kind of like I've been doing it like, I don't know, every once in a while, but haven't been doing it a lot. A while ago, I thought, Hey, like I, I really enjoy photography and I've recently realized I've what I enjoy more than taking the photos is the editing part. I love editing so much. Editing photos, editing videos, I just love it. I've... What was your, what was your, uh... sorry to cut you off. Oh, go ahead. How has the learning curve been for you? Well, um, I would honestly say that so far it's going, it's going okay. Like the photos that I took with my first client ever, like, I'm not saying they're bad. They're actually, I would say they're okay. But when I compare them to the photos that I took, like, like the people after, I'm, I think it's getting better. Right. Um, and, like, I'm learning new stuff, like, all the time. So, so feedback has been good. Yes. So, like, now I know that I should not be sending people unedited photos. <laughs> well, sometimes you can send them unedited photos if they're comfortable with editing it themselves. Well, I mean, yeah, but I just, like for me, I just don't want them to post unedited photos because they they don't good. You don't want them to post unedited photos and then still credit you because that just makes you look bad, right? Uh, kind of. Like, okay, so there was this one girl. Mm-hmm. I had like an amazing photo shoot with her. Right. And I sent her a couple of edited photos because of course I'm not going to edit 200 photos. Right. So I sent her a couple of edited ones and the unedited ones as well. And she posts she posts a couple of the un of the edited ones, but she also posts the unedited ones. Oh no. And I'm like That doesn't represent dude. your work. Exactly. And but actually, like I'll have to be I'll have to be fair. She did post this one pic where I was like That wasn't that's, mine? That's that wasn't very mine. interesting. Cause I like I try I tried looking for that photo. I did not find it. Like, I knew that was the outfit she was wearing. I remember taking photos in this specific spot, but I did not take that photo. Mm. So I text her. I'm like, hey, just wondering about this photo. 
She's like, yeah. Okay, so I actually merged the body of one photo on the face of another photo. I'm like, what? So she put in the work. So yeah, <laughs> she did put in a lot of work, which, by the way, was very like I could not tell if I did not know. Like I did not take that photo. I could never tell that this was edited. But I'm just talking about like the coloring. I don't know if you've like had an experience with like uh, color editing photos. I've some. Like, I can maybe even, like, show you after. I'm actually thinking of, like, doing that on my Instagram. Mm -hmm. Just, like, posting, um, like, like photos before and after editing. Right. It's so different. It oh, makes yeah. the unedited photos look, look terrible. Oh, yeah. But then you also have the other people who are, like, black and white is best. Black and white has its own magic. Like, I can show you a couple. Of, like, I'm actually... Black and white is good, but in my opinion, in my not-so-humble opinion... <laughs> Shout out to Ahmed Peshima. <laughs> he gets annoyed when I when I rag on black and white photos just because I feel like it's a bit pretentious. Okay. Because it's like, there's a bit too much drama. You don't have to have all your photos black and white. Oh, no. Like, if you have all your photos black and white, that's that's weird. Not Okay, it's not all photos. I'm not saying that he does all his photos. But every time he sends me a photo, sometimes I'm always like, yeah, but can I have it in color? <laughs> <laughs> and he gets so annoyed. Okay, but come on. Like, black and white is the right thing for some photos. Yes. Like, sometimes I'm just 100%. editing. Yeah. And, like, I'm, like, playing with the color settings. And I look at the photo and I'm like, I don't want color for this photo. This photo is made to be black and white. It's supposed to have a specific mood, right? Exactly. Like, and black and white does not work for, for all photos. Mm. Like... I'm pretty sure that if I do some photos in black and white, they're going to look terrible. Yeah, sometimes you need to pick out stuff in the environment, and you, the only way you can pick them out is if they have color. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, anyway. So, yeah. So, you've been, been doing that for about a year? Photography? Yeah. Oh, like, I just started the photography Instagram of mine, like, I don't know, a month and a half ago. Oh, that's super recent. It's super recent. And, um, like, before that, I was just like, I don't know if one of my friends wanted wanted some photos of them. Right. I would take it, but like, I was not doing it um, as a thing. You know, like I'm not gonna say professionally because I'm still not doing it professionally. Right. It was not even like a hobby or anything. I was just, oh, a friend wants some photos. I like taking photos. I'll take photos of them. But now I'm trying to focus more on like, yeah, I'll take photos of my friends, but I'll also like if someone wants me to take photos of them. I'll do it. Like an actual shoot? Yes. But, mean, but still, it, you're not charging anyone because well, you're not at the stage. I've tried charging. Mm. Um, figure out that I'm still not at that stage yet. So I'm actually planning to um, change that soon. Mm. To go back to saying free photo shoots. The problem with that, though, is that photo shoots are not... They're kind of tiring. Yes. And they um, sometimes cost money. They cost money. You like, need the lighting set up and you need... Like, just, like, transportation, the props. Um, Sometimes even the lens kit. Don't... Oh, my God. Lenses are so expensive. Yep. Like, that's... Do you know that that's the main reason? You know, you're... Let me tell you one thing. Speaking from my... From my experience of speaking to Ahmed, he, he's, like, one of my close friends, and he's also a photographer. Oh, nice. When you get to the stage where where the prices don't daunt you, then you're like somewhat semi-pro. When when you when you're longer saying, oh, but this is so expensive, I can't spend it. I know. When you when it becomes like, oh, I'll I'll buy this. Mm -hmm. That's it. 
yeah i'm nowhere near being at that stage yet like that's actually the main reason why i was charging yeah um when i when i decided i should try charging it was not because like i wanted to make any revenue or anything i just wanted to save it all up to upgrade my just because so like i only i have two lenses the standard 1855 which comes with all, all cameras and I have a lens which is a uh, seventy three hundred. If used right, it has, it gives me the best photos ever, the best photos that I can ever take. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I know that with the right gear, the right gear can make a lot of difference. It's expensive, man. Like yeah. l- lenses can go from like five hundred to I don't know, five hundred to five thousand dollars. Have, have you tried uh, meeting up? Not meeting up. Have you tried making other photographer friends? Yes. So that they can teach you like hacks and stuff. Yes. So that is actually one of the things I've been trying to do recently. Mm. I have been going on my Instagram trying to make photo- friends with photographers, models, um, other small businesses in Winnipeg, just because I wanted to build this network with like people who are just like. Like, I'm not going to make friends with photographers or, like, have, like, I don't know, 100,000 followers or anything. I'm just starting to build connections with people at, like, my level. Yeah. Or, like, slightly above or slightly below. Just so, I don't know, you grow together. It opens a lot of doors for you. Right. Networking is, like, my favorite thing ever. Yeah. Because networking has done way more for me than anything ever else has that was not that was not a sentence no 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 it makes sense. <laughs> it, it makes sense i think we're gonna wrap it up here um omar thank you for, for sharing so much i know some of this stuff has kind of been hard we've gone we've kind of gone uh gone into territory that many people would be uncomfortable talking about on a public platform yeah it's it's been a comfortable atmosphere to be honest yeah yeah that's um, all i can hope for and I honestly like this is the first time I've ever been on a podcast. Really? And, oh yeah. This is this is so funny. Even as someone who's done radio, you still haven't. Uh, I yeah. don't know. I've just never done it before, and mm. I, to be honest, I kind of love it. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. It takes it takes a bit of stamina. I'll say that. It, sometimes you, sometimes you you really do have to prepare yourself and be mm-hmm. in the right state of mind to do something like this. Yeah. yeah. No, I I honestly like I came here having absolutely no idea what I'm going to talk about. Oh yeah. But. I honestly, I had a lot of fun. Like it was just very natural. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that. Do you want to plug anything before we sign out? Any, you know, your your photography stuff. Where is your Instagram? Sure. Handle? Um. Yeah. My handle is Mazeni Photos. So that's M E Z E N Y, and then the word photos. Hope you can spell that. <laughs> <laughs> on Instagram, right? On Instagram, not yeah. Twitter. Uh, no, I'm not on Twitter. I'm again. I'm like very new to this so trying to build a good instagram first right and then we'll see like how it goes from there i've been told that i should go on facebook but i just hate facebook yeah i haven't been i I find that advice a bit suspect especially in 2020 yeah i haven't been using facebook for like uh, like almost a year and a half now i just hate it so much Mm. so and like i know that instagram is owned by facebook but what can I do? Yeah, yeah. I deactivated my Facebook account. I Even did though- not deactivate it just because, like, every once in a while, I 
find, okay, yeah, um, I need to check something out on there, or I need to post something on the marketplace, or I need to find something on the marketplace. Yeah. So my Facebook account is still there, but I just, I removed all my information from it, uh, all my photos. Um, it's just there as a tool. I see. I see. Yeah, that's what I would if I if I ever reactivated my Facebook is only just to go to a very specific thing. Yeah, do that and then go back to deactivating. Mm -hmm. Also, I uh, the podcast has a Twitter, but I just so not I'm not used to what Twitter is. I decided to just let that remain dormant. Let it be. I only do stuff on Instagram, and then once things are pretty much you know, clockwork has pretty much been set mm-hmm. and you know the momentum is there i can yeah. start doing other stuff like on twitter and maybe facebook okay i think that's gonna that's gonna be the end of the episode thank you everyone for listening to this episode of podcast abstractable remember please do share comment and uh tell your friends about this podcast goodbye everyone adios <laughs>